This podcast is produced and recorded on stolen land. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land as the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to the elders, past, present, and emerging. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, look, this is, this is your boy, CJ. Uh, welcome to Waving the Red Flag. So right now I'm doing just a little bit of an intro because we got a little bit wild at the beginning of the fucking podcast. So I'm having to, to drop you guys in the middle of the fucking thing. Um, but we got we got my girl, Jay. We got my boy, Alvin B., who was on the last time, you know, the epidemiology, all that shit. But this time he's here to talk relationships and race and all that kind of shit. So basically what we ended up uh, talking about at this point in the conversation is we me and alvin both grew up in atlanta so we're talking about what it was to grow up black in a mostly black schooling system whereas jay obviously grew up black in an all-white australian schooling system and so we just got into it our experience of the fact that me and alvin really hadn't even seen a white person until like fucking high school college and uh that's it so welcome to the fucking episode hey everybody let's go see that's a red flag <laughs> It's a red flag. There were so few white people that I actually remember the white dude that was in my elementary school. His name was Lloyd. And I remember one time we slapped his sandwich out of his hand and he cried and went home. And that's that's Aww. the only memory I have of like a white person until I was like 16. Those very few white kids that came to those black schools, they would have come out a whole different kind of person. I'm pretty sure he's probably a skinhead now. Oh, wow. <laughs> it went the other way. He probably it went, went a full way. American history. Well, yeah, look, you either you either assimilate or you radicalize. So there was wow. others that, you know, they're rappers now, not doing very well, obviously. And then there's, you know, you go one way or the other. You either become a Nazi or a rapper, I think. Yeah. And I will say that in like in Atlanta public schools, because is, is that that's the Cab County, correct? Yeah, it is. So, it, I mean, it's 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 Atlanta, but it's it's the Cab County. So, like, the school systems are different. So in APS, there's there are no white there are no white schools there are entirely black schools and there are mixed schools okay there, are gotcha. no white school. there is no yeah there is no school in aps where it's like oh there are no black people here like north atlanta is like the are whitest even any that APS school are there even any where there's like a majority you know or a plurality of of white people where it's like you got 40 plus percent even or you, no you, in north atlanta north atlanta may have a plurality with like 30 with like 35 percent like it's like but it's okay. like it's like, you know, the colored people are there like in mass. Like there are mm -hmm. there are no there is no like white high school in APS. It's all black schools and mixed schools. See, yeah, that that that'd be pretty accurate cuz even 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 in like the middle in middle school and high school when there was a, a few white people here and there, like it was still predominant as opposed to total. So that yeah, so that was yeah. our experience. So sorry about that Jay that you had to go through that. Oh, yeah. no, it was fine. It was all right. <laughs> No, it wasn't. All right. I, you, you you forget <laughs> it, it I talk okay. to you frequently. You, your whole racial identity I'm... is fucked up. You got you got you, whatever trans I'm people have. You you have that disease, from... but for your race, hey, what's like that? not body dysmorphia, wow. but like ra racial dysmorphia for sure. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wait, did y'all did y'all just <laughs> wow in sync? What the fuck? Yeah, because it's that crazy. How so is that crazy? Much, what I was saying. You definitely do. All mix all mixed children do though. All mixed people do. I, I do, except I had like a strong framework for That's blackness. That's what I was going to say. I was going to point the finger at you. <laughs> no, I 100. 100%, 100%. I want as a hey, look, I'm a, I'm not just an ally. I'm a member of the community. You know what I mean? I know I know my own kind. So I I see another transracial person in in Jay, and I want to protect you and, and let you know. Yeah. Oh my god. You 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 Jay. You want you you are black, but you also want to be black so bad. No, 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 no. These like, are you know I'm what I mean? Away from you. 
So I feel it's like, like it's anorexic. Like I you're already anorexic. skinny, but you want to be skinny no, too. No, 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 you're missing a huge part of the ingredient. Like socially, you're missing something so big because okay, it's not so up? common in the states. Okay, yet. what's up? Okay, so um, diaspora is common in so many countries. As I said before, Italian, Irish, um, Turkish, African. It's so normal to be. Um, raised in a country other than your own and still have a connection to your own culture. But African-American cultures are not so much, um, we're not into that part of history yet. So we don't have that many people. We have uh, a few African-American people who are raised in other countries, right? Mm -hmm. So we have that culture. And we're trying to figure out how we're supposed to connect that identity with our culture, with our, with self, with history, and also exist in a country that's not America. So it's like, you're looking at it from a first generation, like you were born there and then. Mm -hmm. You're born in America. You have that first, like you you tasted the food firsthand. Whereas both my parents are born in um uh, 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 from another country. So my Turkish culture was seen as something that I had absolutely every right to claim, even though obviously I'm black. Um, the food, uh, the language, the history, it just made sense to everybody that was raised within Australia that were also Turkish, that this is something we're supposed to be connected to, and this is a part of who you are. Whereas with the African-American identity, I think it's very interesting that you're more challenged on how you um, stereotypically African-American you are rather than authentically like this is your genetics, this is your culture, this is your ancestors, this is your background. I think being African-American is so interesting growing up outside of America because I think this is one of the only um, cultures that is not allowed to, not allowed, not that, that doesn't, but it's not allowed to exist outside of the confines of America. See, uh, no, I, 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 I'm with that. I agree with all of that, but, but my conclusion is still the same that you got racial dysmorphia because from our conversations, what? sorry, from our conversations, there still seems to be a struggle with like what that identity is. And I'm saying that as a person who has had that as well to a lesser degree, but my shit, my, my shit would have been flipped the other way around. Is, but let me, let me, let me, my, let me just tell you why real quick. And then, and then I'll shut up. But because what you just described to me is a perfect mirror of my experience, but just flip the other way around. And it's like, when you're trying to construct your identity as a person, whether that's gender, sexuality, race, whatever the fuck it is, you're looking to the world to let you know that that is a form of identity, right? So if I go out into the world and I say, I, 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 I'm a member of the Decepticons or, or even, you know what, let, let's not go that crazy. I'm a, I'm a fox. I'm an other kin, right? People look at you and go, that's crazy. That's not an identity that the world will accommodate. And so if you're living in Atlanta and you're like, I am um, a Chinese Jamaican, there's no framework for them to look at you and go, okay, we understand what that is. We validate your identity. Cool. And so you struggle. And that's what a lot of third culture kids struggle with of like cool i'm indian but i live in australia and i have white parents how do i figure that out so for you turkish was offered to you as a valid identity everyone in your family said you get to be turkish everyone looked at you and was like you're turkish you were offered that there was a muslim community whereas african-american you had to like defend it people would be like oh is that real you maybe didn't know you maybe didn't know any other african-american so it's difficult to construct that and so for me it was the other way around because i'm living in a city that's 60 percent black Everybody that I know is black. Every school I go to is a uh, majority of that. Everyone that I see in a position, of, in any position, in any position of power, the police, every, everybody is just black. So I go, oh, well, that's definitely a valid identity. Whereas Indian, it's like only people that I really know who are Indian are my, you know, my, my family folks. 
and they're West Indian on top of that. So I'm kind of disconnected from the people who are like mainland Indian. So it's like, fuck, I don't even have a way to practice this. So I feel like it's kind of the same situation for you, but go ahead. I think it's different because um, no one really told me that I couldn't be. No, I'll put it this way. I grew up with people who were also in my, my shoes. I find I've met a lot of people. My only African-American or just mixed um, with something mixed. Um, both parents are not from Australia, but we were born and raised in these countries. Um, and I've noticed one thing that I've noticed, my, my main point here is that being, um, from another country, being diaspora from another country is accepted for everyone else except for Americans. Now I'm not going to look at anybody to give me the permission to be African-American. I am, you know, but I feel like it took you a long time to say that shit confidently. Huh? I feel like it took oh, you a long time to say that shit confidently. Like you say that now as like a grown ass woman, but did you always feel that way? Oh, well, that's a whole, that's a whole race, racial thing. Like we had a whole racial thing going about that because I didn't um, fit the uh, stereotypes of what an African-American teenage slash woman was supposed to be. Yep. Because um, didn't you have a scene I, phase or some sh crazy shit like that? No, I didn't have a scene phase. You, you showed me did, a picture like, of I you did, with like bangs, like straightened bangs or some shit like that. The I shit the swooped. Cut. That fucking, cut. that fucking, nah, that <laughs> shit was My Chemical Romance. No, it was black. It was straight. My hair was shaved on the sides and I had Haven't top you of the, the thing. Haven't you people You were doing that, that raw XD shit. My God. No, we don't, we don't do that. <laughs> yeah, do yeah, that. yeah, I was yeah, never, yeah. I had friends, I had friends who did that, but I was more onto like the piece, the wooden beads, um, beanies, tie dye. Um, oh, like a skateboard so, type thing or? Yeah. I mean like, but that was like 17, 18 and my dad from California. You know what I mean? See, like, that's, that's not right. This, this is, there. this is why we should all stay within our own race. We create confusion like this. Oh my like god, this. this guy! First of all, I don't. It's not I don't a bad disagree. idea. I don't, I don't disagree with that. You know, I'm I know you don't disagree with that. So that. why are you acting like I'm crazy? I'm you you think that more than me? Uh, that's why I said I'm a main advocate for that. Not because I don't think people should mix. I don't think people should mix irresponsibly. <laughs> it's like drinking. <laughs> Y'all out here making I these mixed cocktails, and fucking people's lives up. Come on, man! Like I think Fuck like around, have a four loco, baby. <laughs> I think mm -hmm. people love to have little token mixed babies all the time. Oh my God, we'd have such cute babies. Oh my God, I want a little mixed baby. But they have absolutely no respect or understanding of the culture or what comes with having a mixed baby. They believe that is true. That is true. And that know? is some irresponsible shit. Yeah. About, it's irresponsible. You know, there's certain things that you can't say to these children. There's certain things that you have to be able to like um, uh, cultivate. You know what I mean? Like, like I think that when, I, when I'm with my dad, he's just like really, um, he just, he's nourishing. My dad is so nourishing, you know, he's um, very uplifting, very nourishing, and he says the right things in the right ways to make me feel uplifted as a woman. That's because he was um, a hoe back in the day. As a black woman. Huh? That's because he was a hoe back in the day. Listen, you're talking about my father, okay? You need to cut your mouth and stop. Hey, look, hey, look, say, hey, no, no, hold on, 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 hold on. I wasn't hey. saying that to be disrespectful. I was saying that because you've told me that. And the point that I was making was but that all men who have been good with women up. are good at saying the right thing. My dad's not good with women long term, okay? We're not going to talk about that. What I said was that me as his daughter, he knew what I was We can't talk about that? Well, not We can't talk context. about Mr. International? Not in this context. <laughs> We're talking about something completely different. Well, my no, dad they're very related. We'll they're very that. related. They're very... Go, go, go ahead. How? Okay, no, this, this, this is a question for, ev for everybody. The, the, the way that people interact is like in one domain informs how they interact in every in everything like a man who like a per, a man who is good with women tends to be good with people tends in fact to be good with men as well if you can make women laugh you probably are funny to men as well 
if you're a person who manipulates in your job, you probably tend to manipulate in your personal life. Like personality traits don't stick to, they're not like little computer programs. Like a guy who is slick and charismatic and charming and all that kind of shit in one domain probably is that way as well in his home. And that informs like, oh, I know how to construct this joke. I know how to give love. I know how to listen or not listen or whatever. That's been my experience. Uh, my dad ruled the house. I mean, I'm not speaking about. Fist. I'm not speaking about I'm just saying, your dad, but in general, dad, that's the I'm case. Saying, my dad, in general, um, is not charismatic at all. Um, people can switch. People know ladies. how to switch and switch it around. But I mean, I'm you know, you literally just defeated your own point. What you mean? Sorry. <laughs> you literally said that they, that you said he can switch, right? So mm-hmm. that was going to be my point in the situation. It's the fact that men, well, not not men, people can compartmentalize very well when they want to. So you can be a completely different person contextually. And you literally just like, if you can be a completely different person contextually, that means you can be funny in one situation and not funny in another. You can be stern in one situation and not stern in another. You can I mean, be, we need to have you all the time. You're great. But there's, a, there's a difference you, and between... You, and you literally just under you undercut your initial point with the point you just made. There's a and difference I, I between... I think that's funny. There's a difference between being able to switch and being unable to, uh, to, to like to not switch. Like, yeah, okay, you can turn that off, but that skill is always available to you there. It's not like you can't be funny in one place because you are, even though you're funny in another place, usually. Like, you can do both. You choose to switch. And yeah, like some people can switch. Not everybody can switch. I'll, I'll concede that for sure. Okay. Well, anyways, um, as I was just saying, was okay, that, yeah, I yeah, think that having kids um without having that like if you're going to be a person who's going to have a child with a person who's from thailand right you have a person with a thai a thailand thai a thainese just a thai what fighter thai. Okay. <laughs> huh? what is it thai just a thai just person. thai mm-hmm. yeah okay um then i feel like you should have some appreciation understanding um of that culture I mean, you should understand because what, no matter what, even though you're your own person and you're going to divulge your own personal culture within this person, you have to still cultivate a sense of comfortability. You don't want the child to ever feel half anything. You want to feel full in both cultures, full in both experiences. Um, and I, I think that a lot of the times people kind of just go off, make children and say, well, that'll look interesting. Oh, that'll be, that'll be exotic in the future. We'll see what happens. You know, we'll wonder how the hair's going to turn out. Um, and People are kind of left um, growing up in the world. As you said, that, that, that kind of that mixed identity crisis always stems from not having a secure understanding or secure security in general in who you are. And you have to really go and find that and own that, which yeah. is, you know, again, unfair. When I'm with my dad, when I was with my dad the first time um, I was down there when I was 16, I traveled by myself. That was a whole new experience for me. I mean, that gave me so much sense of security and belonging and understanding compared to you know the 16 17 years that i had before that that seems like it would have been a a mad transformative experience to to be like you're struggling with that identity before i mean you tell me if i'm if i'm mischaracterizing your experience but maybe struggling with the idea of like am i turkish am i black is do i even get to claim this and then being able to see like oh here's a reminder this is my blood this is my lineage and they reaffirm and let you know like no you're you are one of my clan that seems like Absolutely. it would, yeah, it would provide like Absolutely. a calmness. I mean, there was definitely um, a mixture between because I had a lot of people that down here in like you know in Australia, a lot of people that are black are um, first or second generation from Africa. Definitely. So they have um, more prominent features or more more specific phenotypes. You know, you're Somali, <laughs> dark Ethiopian, skin, yeah. 
no, no, no. Like you could have a Somali person who has my skin tone, but they have a particular way that you can identify. I have not met one Somali person who's as light as you. Maybe, maybe Ethiopian. What? Okay, cool. I know a full-blooded girl, and I'll send you a picture. Okay, Okay. she's lighter than me. Um, No, somebody lied. It's some, it's some Italians. Somali. It's some Italians in there. Well, what? That's that's what. Well, one Somali has has Italian roots. That's what I'm saying. Like they speak. yeah, they speak Italian, like older generations speak Italian. Yeah, but like she's right, they do. They have point. stereotypical like eye shapes and heads and foreheads. They do. Why you gotta call nose. out your girl's forehead like that? <laughs> I mean, she. I mean, she has. She has the stereotype. You can look at her and tell she's Somali. Like it's very easy. It, like you can tell, but you can also tell when you look at, let's say, for example, a Nigerian person, and then you have an African American person who's mixed, and they say you're not particularly black. You don't look the way that we identify um with being black we don't we don't, mm. we don't identify you with being black. your skin tone's too light you're too yellow mm. um your nostrils don't make any sense your lips are not particularly <laughs> kind of miscellaneous anything. nostrils you are your whole face is just other um but when i'm in the states i feel so normal you know what i mean i look around and it just yes, makes yeah. sense you know but in other people's cultures, especially growing up in Australia, they're like, you are not black. And then you go to America and it's like, well, what else did you think you were? Because that um, shit is contextual. Like black, black, just like white is also like, and those identities are, are made up. Like your identity. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's a weird thing to say, but I feel like, you know, our identity is not an, an internal thing. Like it's it somewhat is internal, but it's like, it's very dependent on what other people think we are. You know, like you can't, you can't tomorrow yeah. say you're white, you know? Um, and in, and you can't necessarily say you're black. Like if you go to certain countries, you just aren't, and you can believe that you are, feel that you are, but in that context, you just simply are not. Um, I know we've got like a identity politic that basically says that the, the individual is the ultimate authority on their identity, but I don't know that that actually works or bears out in the real world. Yeah. Like if you go, if you go to like Brazil, like my, like my mm-hmm. sister, my sisters are, my sisters are mixed race. So my sister, oh, really? you know, gets the whole like, you know, yeah, you're light skin. Yeah, I, I call her half breed all the time. I, you know, I asked her when her summer coat is coming in because she tans really like much <laughs> in the summer, like that kind of shit. Um, She's a muggle. Okay, like, nice. Yeah, but if she, but if she goes to Brazil, you know, like he, like here, she's like, oh, you're like light as shit, and you got like long hair and shit. She goes to Brazil. She's like a dark, per- considered a dark person. Mm. So like their colorism scale is completely different than than you know the even the United States. Like so, like it's. Or I, you know, obviously, it's probably different than than Australia or wherever. South else. So Africa, like, everywhere. I, yeah, I very much, I very much agree with like what you like. Your identity is very much contextual with with the historical roots of you know place X Y Z. What's your what's your sister's situation of like? You said you got two, and both of them are mixed. Is that right? Um, well, right. so yeah, so <laughs> that's when they'd be mad at me if I'm spilling the tea. But anyway, ain't nobody so, yeah, so we know who one of I have two. Oh, I have the two sisters I'm referring to that I'm close to. I have two older sisters. My oldest sister, we're not 100 percent sure who her father is. We know it's one of three men. Um, God damn. Yeah, I'm sorry. Excuse um, me. That was, my, that's disrespectful of me. Sorry. That's you know what? No, hey, it's like it was a hot girl summer shit. <laughs> yeah, mom's attractive lady. Clearly. Uh, well, that's not how it works um, for women. You can. I mean, I'm I'm not saying that she's not. Like, don't. Wow. You know, I'm, come on, bro. man. Have some sort of like. Come on. You said some shit that didn't make any sense. It, 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 there is no woman on earth lady. that can't she catch three dicks easily. And you're like, well, technically, no, she's a pretty lady. You're right. Really. You're right. She's a pretty lady. I should, you, that was not a correction that needed that needed bearing out. I apologize. No, Please I continue. Mean, I mean the thing. 
the thing with my the thing with my mother was that my mother my mother is from the deep south. My mother's not even from Atlanta. My mother didn't come to the city. I mean, she's from Georgia, mm-hmm. but she's from rural Georgia. So she came to the city in the eighties. But you know, she's, everybody came she's to the tall. city in the eighties, man. That was wild. Yeah, yeah. But she was she was she was she is very tall. She's very very dark skinned My mother is you know. I always say my mother and father were the blackest people on, on the planet before Wesley Snipes. Um, very nice. He does yeah, have so a record. They're very, they're very dark people. And my mother always said that she was picked at because of how dark she was. Okay. And she never felt pretty and she never felt attractive. So her goal when she had her first child was she was like, I am going to have children with the lightest man that I could possibly find. Yes. That so is not even out. surprising. So yeah. She, yeah. So she went out she went and literally her, her goal. That's crazy. Her goal was to have you know, as you, as you said, these like designer children. So my oldest sister is like super light. My next oldest sister is, she's definitely lighter than me, but she has green eyes like that kind of, like that kind of shit. So mm-hmm. those are the type of children my mother literally went out seeking. And it wasn't until she got a little bit more comfortable with herself and um, who she was as a person that she would even talk and have children with a man that was dark, which is where my, my dark skin ass father came in. Cause he's, you know, he's midnight. Mm. Uh, I have no idea how I came Darkness. about Megan Brown, but yeah, I was gonna yeah, say literally. you're very, you're very like mocha, uh, uh, more or less. Like, I, I didn't expect well, that. Well, thank you. Um, that's not a that's. <laughs> damn, that was a whole different type of racism swirl you just delivered. <laughs> oh my, my, thank you, sir. I didn't. You think I'm light skinned? Yeah. Oh my god, thank you. Um, mocha's but, not light skinned. I'd be, I'd be upset if I was light skinned. That. <laughs> Listen, some of us have to live with this. Shit, okay, some of us have to live with this. This guy. See, I'm considered light skinned here in Australia, though I'm though I'm not in uh, in the states. Yeah, yeah. I would um, but I was just gonna say, did she pursue romantic relationships with these men, or was it like give me a baby and then fuck off, or did they, or like what was the story there? I mean, she ma- she married one of them. Like she ma- like she ma- she married. Um, Again, that's that's how we know who that's how we know who my my second sister. That's how we know who her father is because he was because kind of she married one of those men. Yeah. Okay. See, I, man, cause, yeah, because I, I I've had a similar experience as well. Like I know that my dad had children with my mother because man, it's that man racism is is a weird beast, man. Because it, it it makes you do shit like that. You know what I mean? Which is like you know mm-hmm. f- fair in and of itself if that's what you wanted to do, but it, it's like the way you described it of that she had to get comfortable with her own identity to even be able to entertain the possibility of procreating with a, with a man who was of her, who who had the same kind of phenotype as her, which is some crazy shit and for also, a system to make you feel. And even, yeah. But even, and even within the context of that, she said she hoped and prayed that I was a boy because she said it would be uh, a lot easier because she, because she assumed that I was going to be dark skin, obviously because she's dark skin and my father's dark I skin. Yeah, though, shit, I don't know if two plus the, two is four very, and five plus very, five is 10. I don't know yeah, how the fuck you came out. Yeah, a very rudimentary understanding of genetics, even though skin color genetics is super fucking complicated. But anyway, but a very rudimentary, a very rudimentary concept of how skin genetics works. She was like, dark skin plus dark skin is going to equal a dark skin child, and she was like, Math I'm going to have a dark skin child. Please, yeah, please to God, make it be a boy, because she was like, it would be a lot easier if he's a dark skin boy versus a dark skin woman. You know, where does where does that protection like this this uh, for for both of y'all like. Because it seems like we've all, I, you know, I thought that you had a much smoother, well, I guess, no, yeah, I thought that you had a, you would have had a much smoother identity concept. Oh, me? But I feel like, yeah, but I feel like there's a, there's some oh, bumps me? in oh. that. Oh, no, my, my identity is rock solid. Like, my, my blackness has never been challenged. 
No, nah, I mean, I, I am not, every, not not how I am black every you single are. black stereotype. No, nah, but I, no, no, I'm just I'm just saying okay. like. Go ahead. Even, I'm just saying, even even my siblings, like my like by the time I'm, you know, like by the time we got, like my mother never Im- impressed that shit upon us, and it was like, you know, like we literally we grew up, we grew up poor, we grew up in the inner city, we went to mm. public school, like I talk the way I talk, I like rap music, like I'm I'm like my black, you know, I I have a very affirmed identity growing up in Atlanta, like you say, we saw like leadership, you know, I got all that exposure, like all of that is matter, so like I have I have never had identity hiccups it's it's been smooth sailing in regards to that how do you because um, what you just described to me was t- to me sounds like what what would result in some deep-rooted colorism like for your mother to have expressed to you that one she's glad that you're not dark or that, that at least the implication that she's glad that you're not as dark as she or your father is and for you to look at them and go okay she she's reaffirming to me that my lighter skin tone is somehow better either from her belief or the belief of the system it really doesn't matter and then two, that she's glad that I wasn't a girl, because if I was a girl and dark skinned, that would be an even more difficult um, like way to live life. That seems like it will put some shit in your head, even if subconsciously about what skin color means, what blackness means. I'm not saying, of course you identify yeah. as being black, that you don't have another choice. Me and Jay, we got Turkish and Indian. You, you a nigga regardless. You don't really have a choice in that matter. I just mean in terms of what blackness well, means. Two, two, two things in regards to that, and this is one thing that I really want to touch on, and it got touched on very briefly in you guys' conversation on your back and forth. I feel like even in the context of Black Americans here, you get a lot of Black Americans who are not mixed with anything that don't feel Black enough and have their Blackness challenged based on socioeconomic factors and social factors. So hmm. Jamila's Blackness has often been been questioned because she doesn't talk like me. She sounds like a valley girl. She says, hey, what's up, guy? You know what I'm saying? Like, she doesn't... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With a, with she a big she Somali came, she came from. She came, she, came from a, she came from a very, you know, a very, you know, middle-middle class, suburban, you know, like, background. And a lot of times, a lot of people challenge your blackness based on that, which is... I feel like it happens a lot less in Metro Atlanta than other places, to be sure. But that also definitely happens. Yeah. But in terms of, like, my mother and her and part of that stuff... This is conversations that we had, quite frankly, when we were adults. Like this, this is a conversation that me and my mother had when I was seventeen. So like it wasn't seventeen like she ain't was, grown, but you, I mean, fair enough. That's grown to but that's not grown at all. Yeah, but but at the same time, and and not to and not to do my own horn here, but it was very difficult to to shake your you concept know, my of, confidence and and, yeah. and and my concept of like that like after after a certain age, you know, okay, like I was but, I was very much rooted and affirmed in that. Once you like, I, I feel mean, like you're t- I feel like we might still be talking about two different things because. Yeah. Oh well, no. I guess you you were making another point about like what counts as blackness and stuff like that. So don't let me like do do return to that. But I I'm I'm not talking about your confidence in your identity. I'm talking about your view of blackness as a whole. So it might not even be because you are a man and you are mocha. So you're the ideal turnout. So it's it's like a white person talking about how they don't view race. I'm saying that that seems like that energy from your mother and father would have put in your head some concepts about black people, black women, black men, maybe not no, yourself, and, and, but that, yeah. Yeah. And what I'm, and what I'm saying is you're saying that energy. And what I'm saying is that energy never hit us uh, okay. because yeah, that enough. was something that was something that we were never even exposed to that concept of what she thought about blackness was something she that kept, we weren't she kept even exposed to. That's some smart shit until we were old enough. Yeah. Like Cause my that dad was, was that stupid we with just, that shit. He was a yeah. dumb as hell with that shit. Like he, man, I remember multiple times him just saying like, yo, you know, we can cut your hair uh short and people don't even know you're black like you can pass as just full indian like that was a big fucking thing in his head of the fact that 
if we could lay my hair down like some some fucking you know like 1950s conkaline shit where it's like if we can lay your hair down you can exist in the world as purely an indian man like and i'm you know i don't think nothing about it i'm fucking uh, i'm nine ten whatever the fuck and it's like and uh, him being there like books on that <laughs> yeah i'm i'm sure i'm yeah I, I probably need to see a therapist i don't know i think i'm i think i'm good now but um he he mentioned specifically way too young by the way like because these were these were conversations when i was like 13 and under that man what the fuck i think it was crazy now i'm I'm like remembering shit that he said of like (laughs) one he specifically married uh my mother because she was light-skinned and not black so that he could have children that weren't black now obviously it's difficult to like 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 with your mother it's difficult to divorce when you have an internalized hatred, it's difficult to like to place blame on that because it's like, okay, you maybe don't want to have black children and that's an anti-black thought, but also you've been the, vi- the victim of white supremacy over your life. So you're like, mm-hmm. where's the line between protection and hatred? Like, where's the, where's the yeah. line between hating yourself and hating the blackness in your child and wanting to protect your child from the, the mark of being black? And I don't know where that line mm-hmm. is, but it comes once you burden your child with it, it becomes very messy. And he had a whole bunch of fucked up views about. He was like, another thing, another reason I I, I, I didn't uh, marry a black woman is uh black women have a have a the term he used was a wolf pack, meaning a group of women around them who would uh shit on you and keep you from from forming a strong bond. And uh, I, I don't know. And Jay, tell me what you think about this. But you know how you try and re- reinterpret what someone what somebody says to read between the lines. Right. It seems to me it's possible that what he was actually outlining was, I'm a dangerous person, and I was able to marry this woman because she didn't have a strong social circle around her. Yeah. Whereas yeah. black women in Atlanta know other black women in Atlanta who warn them about me. I mean, that could be jumping to conclusions there, but something about that I mean, gives I me that impression. When you said that, it just said to me she doesn't have a strong um, social support. That's like what I heard as well. It's like, okay, okay, so that's the first thing that your 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 spidey sense went off like yeah. with the same shit. She doesn't have like an older sister or an auntie or exactly, best friends yeah. that come out who's also very you know might have very opinionated uh, way to approach those things and be like, nah, you can't do that because I mean, <laughs> not everyone's the same, but like black women are seen internationally as like a uh, as strong women. You know what I mean? That we don't you know tend to allow men to kind of like abuse us even though it does happen in the community but no y'all definitely allow men to abuse y'all i mean it does happen what i'm saying is that like we're seen as i guess stereotypically to be strong and Mm -hmm. um, to kind of like if we see like kind of like a a domestic situation we tend to stand up and say you can't do that you come stay with me i got you he's not allowed to do that you can't talk to her like that so we have like Mm. a protective thing like a protective circle around us um whereas other cultures are not viewed exactly the same. I don't think so. I don't think I know of any other culture that is viewed even similar to that. No, yeah, I, I, like, I don't think so. It would yeah. make sense where, where someone would say, oh, you know, these women have a wolf pack interpreting that. And I don't like the fact that these women have such a strong safety net. <laughs> Maybe. Mm, yeah, that's some, that's, some, that's some wild fucking shit, man. Well, I think the lesson we can take away from all of this is, you know, just stick to your own kind. I think uh, Alvin, and, <laughs> Alvin and Jay, y'all no, have both no, figured that out. No, no, procreate responsibly, okay? Do you What's, what, what counts as responsible? What's the, because I, I, Alvin, I know you intend to, for multiple strategic reasons, have a black wife and a black mother to your children and black kids, because, you know, politically, that's, that's an ideal setup. You can't 
can't have no half Chinese babies and run for run for <laughs> office. Nope. So that's almost fucked up in a in a in an opposite direction. I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking, why not? Um, no, but I mean, like, of, wouldn't in the same way if your kids to, knew that the only reason they were fully black was because it would have been inconvenient for them to be mixed? That seems like it would also cause some psychological issues. I feel like I feel like children who have to grow up in that household will probably have like more issues than that. You know what I mean? It wouldn't just be mean? like, oh, my dad wanted me to be. I'm only black because my dad wouldn't be po- like politically sound. Like, if you're telling your children that, there's probably other things you're telling them as well. Probably got a very straightforward house. You know, I, I, I you know, I had you because I didn't want to die alone. You know, and that's why you're here. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't sound like it's a very cushiony. I needed, I needed somebody to take care of me in my old age. I needed a, a bed nurse. What do you call it? A bed maid? What's that shit called? I don't know. I just, a, be, I just uh, call a, them, a bed. You know? What's a, a chambermaid? No, nah, that's uh, that's uh, that sounds too old timey. I don't know what word I'm trying to think of. But uh, how much of of your your machinations do you do you let the people in your life know, Alvin? Like in terms of plan, like with your kids, where do they weigh into your plan? What do you mean? Well, if you're Okay, get, maybe let me let me start from what I mean by your plan. Like, what's what's your life strategy right now, and like, where does romance play into that? Right, as you see it now. I mean, okay, so first, I mean, there's just so much I want to circle back to, but, to, oh, but, yeah, but addressing fair. the issue at addre- addressing the issue at hand, um, I think we need to define what you mean by romance because when I think of romance in terms of like what that actually means, I don't give a shit about romance. When I mean romance, I so, mean so, so partnership. Are you, are, you saying, are you saying my? Yeah, that's what that's what I was going to ask. Are you just using that as a, you know, as some kind of cool parable to like? See, you know that's what I mean? The, for, that's the, no, you know, no, no, because that's the that's the word I always use. Because if you say sex, that's not what I mean. Like, because sex is a, is a mechanical thing, and and the things associated with it. Yeah. So I always use romance to mean like romantic relationships, as opposed to because if I say relationships. That is friendships, children. That's in, that can mean yeah, anything. Okay, okay, yeah. So, is there another word? That's fair. Because yeah. I, I I always go for a relationship, but you're right, it's confusing because that makes you think of roses and dates and travel and shit like that, and that's not necessarily what I mean yeah. either. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, so one, yeah. I mean, one, I think of things that would stereotypically be associated with a relationship outside of shit. Like, I don't need you to be my cheerleader. I don't need you to take care of me. I don't need romance, but I do very much think that my romance i mean my romance my relationships have to fit into especially if they're planned to be a long-term relationship they have to fit into larger things such as like how i feel um this is going to impact things like a political career because i do plan to do that so like if i'm thinking about you long term i have to imagine what the optics are of my political career so yeah that definitely plays into it but that's definitely not like that's not my primary like rationale for like getting with anybody or like a forming a long-term relationship with anybody what is it then one i have to like you like because i say i say this all the time i don't need i don't need a cheerleader i don't need i don't need somebody to baby me or take care of me um i'm perfectly fine just being by myself but i am fond of like i do think i do think that she's a cool person like i don't dislike her at all and i think sometimes that's what that's nice to um, hear that's always that's what that's what, that's what comes across um, when I'm having a mechanical conversation where I'm like, oh, she has to fit into my political career. People are like, oh, he's just with her because she fits into a political um, box. Because even if that was the case, there are women that like I could have that fit substantially better. But you pick, so you pick a suboptimal partner but because you like them and, and they, they meet some minimum requirements. Yeah. 
Okay. Now that he sounds like love to me. Show. I think. Yeah. Okay. He standards. Would we call that standards? No. I, no. I mean, I guess they're more like requirements. They're more like yeah, requirements uh, and standards. More like technical things, specifications. Yeah. Okay. So, I guess my thinking on that, or like my my curiosity is, when you have a relationship that it, doesn't that make the relationship a strategic one? And I, I suppose you know, to some extent, you could argue that every relationship is strategic because even if you like Which someone, you're you're. Ba I figured you might. Um, basically, every relationship you're going, okay, I like you. Well, what does that mean? It, nine times out of ten, what it means is you make me feel good, and that's a utility to me. So I want to keep you around to continue making me feel good. Um, and as payment for that, I'll make you feel good. Or may maybe even it makes me feel good to make you feel good. So, so I want to have you around so that I can do that. Um, even though we call that like the higher levels of romance and shit like that. So, you know, fair enough. Um, but like, you said you like her, but not necessarily like love and shit like that. I'm just wondering how, what's the percentage that that, you know, strategic need for like political um, alignment weighs in? Is, are we talking, is it half? Is it 60%? Is it 40%? I mean, it's I, w I don't even know if I could put a percentage on it because I don't think I don't think that's particularly hard. I think I think that's like that's like very table stakes. Basically, basically, I need you to be a <laughs> like for political purposes, like like my thing a is a lot like, of you women would like, do basically. Yeah, a lot of women would do, especially like in my in my social arena. Like I, I know I know lots of well-educated black women, you know, what I mean, so like you could just be like able to like hold your own in a, in an interview and be black that's that's that requirement checked that's right. a very bare bones requirement does she have that's to have a degree that I feel or like, like a profession um she doesn't have to have a degree okay i don't think it will she i would say she has to have a job that's like like if she were like a small business owner that would be like phenomenal you know what okay, i mean okay because i was just thinking and like that, when that, i think that, about that, a, no form of fashion requires a degree true I, but she but she needs to have a profession yes like she can't be a fry cook or something like that because I feel like that would that you know, or not or have no profession I mean, at all. I mean, I really, I really could spend that too. I mean, that that would be fine if I liked her. <laughs> He's a man of the people. <laughs> he went to McDonald's and he said da 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 da. I'm loving it. And he fucking st <laughs> and he started a goddamn political career off of it. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, I suppose you could you could really market anything if you want to. Except except a white woman. That is not marketable uh, to the public. You cannot do that. Unfortunately, yeah, that is that is not marketable at all. That just that just wouldn't work. Wait, so is that is that only for because. Can you, can you speak on like where and what you want to run doing? What I want to run doing. Yeah. <laughs> what I want to, what I want to run for. Sure. Is that what you're asking? Go, like what I want to run doing is like, I don't know. Like, then they asked what I said. <laughs> <laughs> you went to Australian and, and forgot how to speak American. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> But, um, you know. Hey, what do you reckon, mate? What are you fucking doing? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Getting better? <laughs> um, but, I mean, it, it depends on, it depends on how much money I have. <laughs> um, honest, honestly, that, that is the barrier. Cause like, the way Georgia is set up, the next, the next Senate run is going to be up for grabs just based on demographics alone. Um, so if I have enough money or if I meet the right people, I could jump the Senate, but if not, then I'd probably start at like more so the state level state rep because that's pretty easy to run for. Mm -hmm. Um, comparatively, you don't need as much money. You don't need as much time. 
Um, so it kind of just depends on where the, where the money works out. And at every level, you need a black woman. Yes. Okay, Dr. Umar Johnson, this is, this is, that's, that's some, at every level, no matter what you do, you're going to need a black woman. Yeah. That's a fact. I mean, like, is it, is it because that whenever you have uh, black leaders or black people in leadership that, you know, are, are for the people and their wives are not particularly, you know, of the people? People question their genuineness. <laughs> did you just yes. say that like white like, women aren't people? No, like of our people. I mean, like, fair when enough. You see a person who's like pro-black, right? Mm. Uh, oh, true, 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 true. I see what you mean. It's fantastic. You know what I mean? You're like, yo, pro-black doesn't have to mean like anti-people, but if you're pro-black, the assumption is that you would also have a wife um, that is also that black. reflects that. that no yeah. one ever questioned Obama's commitment to black people. You know what I mean? Like he had a strong. Um, people definitely educated. did, but like. People definitely do that. Yeah. They're, they're wrong for a lot of reasons, but they yeah. definitely qu- they question it now. Ah, you you yeah. think they're wrong? Oh, they're one hundred percent wrong. Okay, I, I don't I don't have enough I don't have enough knowledge to, to really fight you on that one, so I'm gonna let that go. You'll 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 lose that argument. I'm just gonna let you know. Yeah, they, no, they're, I, they're I, I believe you can you can tell me about that. <laughs> uh, write me an email and we can do that later because I, I, yeah yeah I wouldn't be able to defend myself on that one. I really don't know enough about his policies and shit to to, to speak on his allegiances or who he's helped or who he hasn't helped. Um, yeah. but yeah, if you, Jay, you were saying if, if, if you, if you don't have a, if you don't have a black partner, it looks like, it and looks like pandering. You're, you're pandering. Yeah. It's like you're pandering. Yeah. Cause you're not really willing to, to stake your actual life on it. Like in your actual life, you, when you're making personal decisions for your life, you're choosing one. Yeah. And I want to, and I want to, I want to emphasize the fact that that could be completely wrong, but it doesn't matter because that's the perception. Exactly. Exactly. For, 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 for a lot of reasons, like it, like, I mean, that, that historically has happened quite a bit. I'm not saying, you know, I don't have any cool study to cite or anything about, you know, what the actual numbers are, but we all know, we all know black guys who like had non-black partners for very problematic reasons. So I feel like people hang on to those examples and apply that, that, you know, that anecdotal, you know, historical bank to all situations where that happens. Well, I think when you're, when you're trying to figure out people, or what you want to do, even if you don't think about it as explicitly as say an Alvin, everybody's doing a calculation. Like everybody's going, yeah. okay, look, I don't know this person's heart. So I have to just go, okay, he, you know, he does X, Y, and Z, whatever. He's already got a child by three different women. Now, maybe there's a good explanation for that. You know, there's that, 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 that yeah. could, to- there could totally be a series of events where that's not a big fucking red flag, but what's the probability that, that that's the case? So every time you judge a person, it's a little bit of like a guess about it. And it's like, oh, if he if he has a white woman, we we know there's a possibility he's in that category. Whereas if he has a black wife, yeah. it's like, okay, he might be fucked up for a whole bunch of other reasons, but that one probably isn't it. He he might not. He he yeah. probably is more down with black people, is around them more in general, probably. Or he just made a calculation like you did and was like, I need me a black woman if I want people to to think that I like black people. Yeah, which that 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 works too. But where's love in it? Like both of y'all, I think, I don't know if this is at the beginning of the podcast or this is before we started recording, Jay, but I was just talking to both of y'all about this shit and y'all don't never talk about love. And I mean, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not, not the one to, to, maybe I'm, I'm thinking wrong. So I'm thinking about love, but I'm, I'm fucking single. Both of y'all got people. So maybe I'm an impractical thinker here. Does, does love weigh into this? Does it matter? Or is it just, uh, I like you and you know sex exists so that's cool no 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 what, what do you mean like love as in like who you're choosing to date uh yes what what else might i mean by it 
I think that you fall in love with whoever you click with. And if you're choosing from a certain pool and you click with people in those pools, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, look, if you meet someone by chance by some rom-com movie, right, uh, you guys are both walking down the street on a lovely autumn day and the wind blows into her, like, neck scarf and, you know, let me help you with that. And she just so happens to be She's wearing a neck scarf. She's probably a white woman, so. Yeah. And, you know, she just happens to be a Caucasian. So not true, but whatever. (laughs) And, you know, whatever. You guys get along. I've never never seen a black woman with with a scarf. I wear them all the time, but I don't want to hear anything about it. Jamila wears scarves all the time. But she also sounds <laughs> like, like a valley girl like this. But, uh, yeah, she, uh, I, as soon as you Touché. said she... Uh, as, soon as, you say, as soon as you said she wears <laughs> scarves, I was like, she wears the ones where it doesn't have ends. It's a big-ass circle, and she folds that shit up like a scrunchie around her neck, doesn't she? Touche. Exactly. As I, I said, like black cold, women don't black I, women don't wear scarves except the confused ones, and I've got uh, fucking evidence A and B to, to cite that. Whatever. Anyway, back to the point. I think that it's totally fine to fall in love with someone from outside your race. I don't think there's any racial. I don't think there should be like a strict border. Like you cannot marry outside your race. It's fine. If you guys no, have a I, genuine I, connection, fine. Fair. Which does well, yeah, which does happen. I mean, it, I, like you know what? Let me, it's let all, let me it, clarify very quickly. Okay. Let me clarify quickly. Okay. I don't like it when babies or babies come out of relationships that came from fetishes. Man, that's I've seen so many videos of people talking about like realizing, and it's it's always it's usually ninety to, nine times out of ten it's about the dad, um, though there's a lot lots of women who do the same thing. Um, I mean, in a I wouldn't necessarily call it a fetish, but in a in a way, uh, it seems like Alvin's mother was making some similar kinds of decisions. Um, but kids talking about like, oh shit, I just realized like I'm I'm this light skinned Thai girl. My mom was definitely a financially exploited like um delivery bride essentially like my dad is 20 years her senior they met when he was on a business trip to thailand moved her over here and had me and i'm here sitting in this existing in this middle class life but like oh shit my dad is actually a a problem which is a seems like it'd be a difficult thing to grapple with like if you realize your father was a was a colonizer and your mother was his victim or some some version of that Right. That seems like it'd be um, yeah, difficult I guess for a kid. It would be really hard to struggle with, but. And then you still probably love them too. Yeah, I mean, I I, I wouldn't have experience in that per se, but I yeah, do nothing. know that my mother was attracted to my dad. That she was fetishizing Americans him. Americans were cool. Yeah. Because Americans were cool in the nineties, and there weren't so many down here, and hip hop was taking off, and break dancing, and whatnot. So you know that was appealing <laughs> to my mom because he he fit something that she thought was pussy. cool. That's crazy. Yeah, and a lot of women in Australia at the time, yeah, I mean, women thought that black men. You're saying that your mother fetishized your father? Pretty much, I, th- I, I think so. I think that it was just like there was a fantasy or an idea that was around African American men at the time, and a lot of African American men that came through here on like the Navy or through the Marines or whatever, they got really, really lucky. I mean, there are a few of us um, mixed with African American down here, mostly in Sydney, because there's like a dock down there, or, like a, a base or whatever, but um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they just came down, let loose. It is what it is. Just breeding. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I went with my brother last. You don't have. That's true. You don't have to wear condoms April. when you know you're gonna leave. I, I mean, it's an interesting trade-off. You know what I mean? But uh, I think that. I mean, it's basically a win-win yeah, situation. A lot of people looking, lot of people <laughs> looking at um, African American men as you know something cool to have. You know, like a, yeah. like a, like a, something cool to have. You know, like I was with this guy, I was with that guy. You know, everyone would be like, "Oh, that's black. black, that's guy. so cool, yeah. that's so hot." 
yeah, he's my first black guy. And I think a lot of people have children. I have seen, I have seen cases. Um, we're gonna bleep names out anyway, but yeah, of for course. example, her father's Ghanaian and her mother Italian. Yes. Okay. Um, and I have seen that. I don't know her full story, but what I have seen from um what I know of her mother was her mother, um, made sure that she had connection with other mixed kids or stayed um within her community or had contact with her community growing up, so she had a strong. Um, sense of identity. So her mother kind of had a sense of understanding of what it meant to be mixed or what the implications of being mixed might mean, especially living outside your country, you know? Mm. And I thought that was really interesting because it's not very common. I haven't seen that happen very commonly. Yeah, we, like but, I feel like there are a lot of parents that do the job of like specifically um, specifically doing shit to, to try and help raise the kid that is not the same races them you know like okay mm -hmm. cool i'm i'm not black but my child is and i'm gonna go out of my way to figure out how to do this that and the third wait but where's the where's the dad i'm gonna learn how to do hair yeah i'm gonna learn how to do hair huh? i'm gonna figure out like what sort of moisturizing does he need like what's does is like does he need sunscreen like well i don't know what the rules are here but i'm gonna figure it out or like maybe even try and find right. like activities for him to be around him or her to be around people of the same culture that kind of shit People who can answer questions yeah. that I can't, or if I attempt to answer the question, I'm going to give an answer that's actually going to fuck him up uh, more. So yeah, when I mean, I think that that's, yeah. that's the difference I think between um, having a child with someone who like um, respects and realizes that your child is going to be um, a mixture of both cultures, and you need to uphold both for sake of you know just the child's sense of identity, and then whatever they do with it afterwards is fine. It's whatever. It's up to them compared to, oh, I got pregnant or I got this girl pregnant because she was Spanish and I like Spanish ladies or he was black and, you know, how black guys are. And, oh, I can't wait to have a child with this mixed guy. My kid's going to have lovely caramel skin or my kid's going to have good hair. Like, just for those kind of... But if you like, question those, those it, can it be okay? Like... In what sense? Well, because we're just... We're kind of talking about fetishizing and, like, it's this, uh, you know... Or people do talk about it like this, this terrible, despicable um, uh, practice. But isn't it possible to it fetishize is. someone and respect them or grow to respect them or grow to understand them? Because ultimately everything's a fucking fetish. Like everything that we like about other people reduces them to those to those features. But we can learn them beyond that. Like the way that every fucking thing that turns you on about a person like that really gets you excited is usually dumb shit. Like some of it is, you know, deep understanding, but the shit that makes you go, oh, fuck, that's hot. It's always some, some, some dumb, shallow shit that you wouldn't want to reduce a person down to. But then we also learn like, oh shit, this bitch reads books, like, or whatever. And then you go, you go into something where you feel like this is, um, a relationship that is built well, on something real. Case, isn't the case of like a fetish is literally just reducing that person to that particular thing. Like there's, there's like to say. Not necessarily, a, not necessarily. Cause like if you, if you, if you say. If a white woman says, I want to fuck a black guy, and let's say she fucks that black guy, and she goes, that was fucking hot because I've watched porns where it's happened. I know my dad would disapprove. It's just, it's, it's hot, it's dirty, it's, it's forbidden, whatever it may be. Or it's like, it's, hip, it's hip hop, and it feels like, you know, he's more aggressive or more masculine, what, whatever fucking stereotypes you might have. It would be fair to call that fetishizing, yes? Right. But they may also, along the, that path, have a conversation and... They go, oh, fuck, like, I, think that if I can learn to question fetish, those then... things or I learn to actually connect with this person like they, they are a human being. But I mean, when you when you see a, when you see a girl that's attractive, 
you're not attracted to anything other than what her body looks like. And then you maybe later on grow to, to, to see other elements of her as a human being. I want you to play that section back when you, when you, when you like are, are doing the podcast editing. Did I contradict myself? Because What's you, up? you literally said two different things. So you, okay, didn't, you didn't contradict yourself. You just brought up two very different points and as if they were one point. Well, so what okay. you said, well, so right, there was two things going on. There was that was there was there was basically a conversation that was essentially what is a fetish and what is not a fetish. Mm. That was one side conversation, and then your initial point was whether or not something good can come of a fetish, whether or not you can have a, a relationship that grows despite the fact that it may have started with the textbook definition of what a fetish is. I think those are two very different conversations. No, I those think are two. What those a are, fetish is those, those are the same thing. Yeah, I think what a fetish is. No, I think I, no, I think I think I think what is and what is not a fetish is a completely different conversation. Is, is from this is a fetish? Can something good no, okay. in terms no, of no, an interpersonal yeah, relationship I, I come you're, about you're, as a result you're missing, of? You're missing my connecting point, and maybe you you might let me know that this shit is still dumb. But let me let me attempt to to defend myself here. What I'm saying is, point one, something can grow out of a fetish. Point two, what counts as a mm-hmm. fetish? And the reason I'm questioning that is because I'm saying as evidence for the fact that a a romance can flower out of a fetish is that a whole bunch of shit should be counted as a fetish and we and all of our relationships come from that so basically i'm saying like all relationships start from some form of fetish so of course we can have something grow from a fetish because what even fucking counts as one it's every fucking thing everybody who ever went fuck she's got a fat ass or fuck i like his haircut or damn he looks like he's a, a, a musician or whatever and they grow and go, oh, fuck, okay, but here's what his relationship with his father was. Okay, like, oh, she learned, she likes to paint. Like, oh, he's this and that. And then that grows. That's everybody. So fetishizing based on race, while de- definitely dangerous, if not questioned and grown beyond, seems like it can very easily fall into the category of every romance, which is it starts off shallow. That's how, that's how I'm connecting the two I points. That- is that still, is that valid or I'm still fucking it up? I don't I don't think I don't think I don't think it's a bad question to ask. I just disagree. I think it's a very fair question to ask. I don't I, I think I think that boiling down saying saying that race is the same thing as me being attracted to fat asses misses <laughs> I mean it a kind, whole genetically speaking, it kind of is. It misses a whole slew of nuance. I mean I mean also if you want to talk about that, I mean there are there are anthropological reasons why I may like a fat ass and like, and like big breasts. Like that's like, there are anthropological reasons why I may like that. Whereas opposed to a lot of the situations around There's also socialized reasons. Yeah. Oh, definitely. The vast majority of human. I mean, that's why, that's why like on origin of a species didn't really explain shit and his work on sexual selection and then sexual selection tied back into the cultural context is actually what explains most of human attraction. But there's the fact that, at the same time, there are some innate reasons why you like certain body type. And then there's almost no, I mean, there's vastly less reason why you would prefer somebody who's black versus somebody that's white outside of the context of the social. And the social always has that historical context of racism. It always has that. I think, I think that's a nuanced situation. I think at the core, your argument is, is a very sound one. So I don't want to dismiss that, but I just think that it just dismisses that nuance a little bit too easy. I mean, they're different categories of things, but I don't really see the strength behind your behind your point there. Like, firstly, 
with the fat asses and, and big thighs or whatever the fuck a person may be attracted to like one yeah maybe there are s- some indications of, of of why we like that historically but those things change and fucking flex with like a huge variation across time and culture to where it's like you could go you you land in any one point in society and a motherfucker could look at a fat ass and be like i actually don't find that attractive i don't want that or i do like skinny or i do like hairy or i don't like hairy and it's all cultural as well i mean then you could tie that to like sexism and shit like that so they don't seem that different to me as far as i can tell yeah okay so 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 that may not be the so one i want to say that for the vast majority of human history men have like big asses and and, and big breasts like that's why you go into venus we could pick we could pick other things we could pick hairlessness we could pick tattoos anything we could talk the amount of weight that people carry in general yeah so i initially brought those up because you can you, that goes back a lot further and has been a much longer trend than those like brief periods where like, you know, where like, you know, like, or, you know, but anyway, so let's pick any other example. So if I say, let's, let's say example X versus, <laughs> versus you prefer a black, a black woman um, versus a white woman. Okay. X is not going to have the, the, the historical context. It's just not going to have the same baggage that comes with, saying i like i like black people versus i like white people in interpersonal relationships okay there's let's, a nuance let's, in let's that. pick something let's pick something that's not okay let, let's pick something that's a little bit less loaded and specific at, than black women let's say you're a black man in america and you want an asian woman there's a fetish there and there is some cultural context but it's a it, it's i would i would argue a little bit shallower than if you were a black man seeking a white woman let's say is that fair? I would argue that it's not because no, because I feel like that has a shit ton of nuance to go with it in terms of like, mm-hmm. in terms of like the whole idea that 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 the idea of what femininity is is a mm-hmm. big thing mm-hmm. when you look at these stu- with these studies in terms of like who what's the most like highly rated like attractive like like racial ethnic group for women and Asian women very much come out um, very highly on that. It's because they're seen as docile and like super feminine and super submissive, which in and of itself is some patriarchal bullshit, which means that that comparison in and of itself has that, that has that similar nuance to the situation. Like it's not, it's okay. Fair. But that, that to me, cut example. All right. Fair. That still to me seems like, yeah, maybe there's not racial nuance and everything, but you can find sexist or misogynistic or, or um, like, fucking what do you call it like gender essentialist reasons behind every fucking fetish or thing that uh, that a person is attracted to that cannot be all boiled down to uh well there's a genetic predisposition to a certain fucking hip waist ratio like the idea of what is attractive in women still i would say definitely has some historical context but even actually fuck all that that is i don't even need that for my point like i can uh, agree that yeah for sure racial shit goes back in a in a way that is uh, that is different than other things. That doesn't invalidate my point. My point is still, is still that we can grow past those things, and each of them is different. Looking for hairlessness or small body or uh, a particular culture, or looking for someone who's got uh, who's your manic fairy pixie, whatever the fuck dream girl is rooted in a whole bunch of sexism and this and that and the third. Maybe not as much as seeking out a white woman, but it's still it's still the same thing. It's degrees of the same thing, or wanting to fuck a musician or whatever the fuck it is. I can say that there are lots of things that maybe fit the mold of what you're saying, but I can also say that there are lots of things that wouldn't. Like, like what? What, what you thinking? Like, like, I like for 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 example, I don't, I don't. There's, there's no, there's no historical like nuanced baggage behind the fact that like a woman may like an intelligent guy. 
Um, you don't think so? Nope. I mean, don't movies and shit like that weigh in? I mean, it's not the same as like race because race has this overarching structure, but like the idea of this particular type of man is now considered an attractive model comes from what's in fashion magazines, what's in films, what we see in cartoons, uh, who the president is, is at a certain time. And it's, it, fair enough, it's closer to like fashion than anything else, than, than it is to like institutional racism, but it is influenced by things that are outside of the individual themselves. Where we go like, oh fuck, like smart dudes are cool now, or skinny dudes are cool now as opposed to muscular dudes, or we like dad bods, or we like, fa- like, like the fucking fat asses thing. Like, yeah, sure, you could say black guys have always, or all people have always, but fashion-wise, we know that shit did not hit until like the '90s, and then really didn't didn't really hit until like the mid 2000s. Again, if you think about the totality of 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 humans as we are now, that is a much longer standing tradition than than the reverse. Like you have those periods where it's like like you have I'm these just a periods traditional where it's guy. like, oh, I like for, fat asses yeah, and nice for, titties. Yeah, for for a hundred years, you know, oh, oh, this was that and that was what you call it. Yeah, you have those ebbs and flows, you know, like, you know, of modern civilization. But again, we've we've existed as we are right now for at least hundred and eighty thousand years. And you know, like that that's a that's a little bit more long standing than than the, you know, the Versace era of, of fashion. You know what I mean? Like it's just different. Yeah, it's different. I agree. You're right. But I don't think it, I don't think it's so different that it can't be grown past. Like, okay, so you, you made the point that it doesn't those things don't have the same like structural or historical context as racism. I get so like what what makes a racial fetish so impenetrable? Yes, different and perhaps yeah. more difficult to come uh, to to um, overcome. But what makes it impenetrable? I don't necessarily think it's impenetrable. Case and point. All right. And I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. So, so no, I mean, and, may, and maybe I didn't, maybe I didn't make that. Maybe I didn't make that clear. I just when I was when I was trying to counter your argument, I tried to make it clear that I don't think like the clear like the the very core of your argument. I don't think that's necessarily wrong. I think that from a logical perspective, that kind of follows logically. I was kind of just trying to speak specifically to that example when i was talking about the historical context and nuance it wasn't that wasn't an example used to unravel your argument it was an example that i mean that talking about that example was just talking about that example True. and if that didn't come across you know that hey look you know what we're not all perfect you'll do you will do better next time I'm gonna let the, I'm gonna let it go this time. Try. I'm gonna let it go this time. All right, but you know, study up next time we have this fucking podcast because you got to get your shit together. I mean, you might need a couple more masters and a PhD before you can really come for the king. So just you know, just watch yourself wow. out here. You know, watch yourself in these streets. That's all I'm saying, man. Do you wow. want to? Do you okay. want to weigh in here, uh, Jay? I mean, this is the first time you've had a point slightly that kind of correlates, or you might even slightly overdo him a little bit in the whole conversation. He's been smashing you. Oh, he, 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 he stays fucking me up. But if you can take what you want to take, whatever win you want to take, and put all the crowns on if you want, that's fine. No, he, stay, he stays, stays fucking me up in these discussions, and it's, it's much appreciated, because you're trash, basically, well, Jay. I just, this, guy, this guy is saying half the things I say. I just say to Ozzy, and he says it in university. <laughs> but, okay, so do you, do you think that, and then we can, then we can, we can close out on, on these notes, but do you think that it is possible for... I mean, I know you have your preferences. So you're, for everybody at home who doesn't, hasn't listened, what is your singular romantic sexual preference, Jay? Um, I prefer to stay within my 
my race. Well, you you have a couple of those. What do you mean? You oh, have I a couple mean, like, of those. My black race. I'm like a black race. Black race. Okay, black okay. Race, like, yeah. Now, do you think that it is possible for a person to? Do you, do you think it's possible for relationships to start off off on, off on some based on some fucked up shit, but actually grow into something decent? I think that could only occur if the person who's fetishizing the person, the other person, like guess the fetish, the subject, um, can grow as a human being personally. And I mean, like, educate themselves and, and, and step out of that skin. I think, sure, I, I mean, sure, two people can be brought together by a person's weird attraction to race. Um, and from that, they can they can really fall in love with this person and kind of hopefully realize that the way that they were fetishizing this person is wrong. Um, it just it just feels very, ugh, I don't like, it just feels very, like, Gross, you are nothing, disgusting but, kind of thing, yeah. It feels, it feels gross. Fetishes feel gross to me because it's like not all fetishes. Like, hey, if you like feet, you like feet, whatever. You know, everyone's got feet. But um, Not everybody has feet. Yeah, not, well, you know, most people have feet, okay? There's a couple most of girls I had to disqualify with... for that. They didn't have any feet. They, you like feet too, clearly. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in the feet. Um, I'm in the feet. What I'm saying is that it's different things. Can't very know? well like, suck on my ankle. When it, comes to, when it comes to race, I think that what you end up doing as opposed to, I like your toes, and I'm really attracted to your toes. Is you I feel like that's a problem too, though. No, but I'm saying there's a difference between but it's a different being type attracted of problem, to yeah. the shape of your butt compared to I like the the stereotype that I'm associating you with. Before I've even met you, I've built built a whole tent around you about who you are and who you're allowed to be. But to be me. but to be fair, okay. So so I think that there's maybe degrees to fetishizing here though because when when we say or when, when when i say i want to have a kid with a black woman or you say that you only really want to date black men this is based in part on an understanding that they that, th- that their blackness in and of itself will afford you some level of cultural like commonality that may or may not be true right because you might fall in love with a with a nigerian dude who was born in japan and only speaks japanese but you would probably still I mean, allow no, him into, into the, to the uh, draft. So pretty much what I'm saying is that when I've, when I've dated other people that were black, the only other person I've dated that was African-American as well um, is mm. And the other people that I have dated have been all been black from different parts of the world. And we've all shared definitely commonalities. Yeah, I've met, I dated a guy that was half Australian, half Somali, mm-hmm. and we were both mixed. And we experience, we experience the same things. You know, we're like, hey, you know, when you see another person that's mixed or whatever you guys you definitely when you're walking down the street and you see another black person you definitely look at each other and try to figure out where they're from especially if they're mixed or do you ever notice people looking at you this way or people asking about these things we don't have you have similar experiences 100 percent. yeah yeah exactly we have different conversations but there's a common ground now if i was to sit down with the person from outside my race and try to explain to them certain things i mean look no 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 no, no. wait wait, hold on hold on on. what what you just said is the point i'm making like I'm which saying, is, I'm saying in the same way that you're talking about black men, which is that you can probably guess based on really no other evidence than their race, that they prob that certain things are true about them that are going to make you all more compatible. And you're right. To some extent, if somebody goes, Hey, I think I like black guys because these things happen to be true about them. Where is the line no, there between that, a stereotype and that actually being true? The difference is that this is my pool. 
this is my pool because it teach it saves me the stress of possible racism, possibly being fetishized. I mean, like there's obviously the aspect of colorism that will come into it. Sure. Probably. Depending oh yeah, because yeah, black, black men will still fetishize you. Of course. Red but bone, yellow bone, hot, so on and so forth. In my own culture, within my own race, I feel more comfortable, and I feel like there's less work to be done. There's less education, I know, I know, less I know, boundaries I, yeah, I have to set. We, we, but I, I get that. But I'm not saying yeah. that every black man, I'm not saying that every black man is going to have those skills. Yes, they're just but more what likely I'm to. That when I filter this down, yeah, they're more likely to. And if I have a conversation, I'm going to say, okay, cool, we're going to start from ground zero, which is my. Okay. my I hope so that if, you know. If you, you have like a Cambodian man, let's say like, he's he's a Cambodian fellow, and he wants to date black woman. Now, not any black woman will do. He just prefers that she be black. Because there are certain elements of the culture that he vibes with. Now, he's not saying, hey, look, I'm, I'm hunting for black, but that's what I'm going to go for. I'm not interested in anything else. And within that, that's who I'm recruiting from. Is that, and this is the both of y'all, and then we can, and then we got to, because we, we, we're going. Is that an, a valid uh, dating approach? I mean... I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I think that, as you said, like, if he, if he, so he's saying that he likes the culture, not that he just likes a certain skin tone. For a certain Let's say he shape. likes both of those. He likes dark skin, which seems like a fair thing to say, but you know, not necessarily disqualifying anybody else, but also likes the culture and can guess truthfully that black women will likely be connected to black culture. Let's say he was raised mostly around black people, for instance. I think that might be a bit different. I don't know. I think it might be different for me personally. I, 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 I don't know. I guess it could be different. I think because like we can have all these examples and we can say, what about this example? What about this example? Yeah, yeah. There's I, always going to be right. things that slip through the crack. You know, there's no such thing as a bland blanket formula that you can put over. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm just, I'm behavior. just trying to figure out where the, where the so, lines and the bounds of this are. I'm just exploring it. Cause you, you I, I have no I fucking mean, idea. Case, Cause I know there's shit that I've seen where no, I'm like, no, that feels like a fetish. Is, that shit feels wrong. But I'm just trying to explore my own thoughts of like, well, what's the what's the I cutoff? I think that when it comes to fetishing, fetishizing, that is different because that person is saying, I don't care. I have jungle fever. I have yellow fever. I like you because of the race that you you come from, and I like. I mean, a lot of. I'm not saying this only happens to um like people who say I've got jungle fever, not black. You who know the what fuck mean? says that shit? Who that's that, a like, that's an old head shit to say. That's I've never heard somebody in 2020 say, "Ooh, I got jungle fever." I'm just saying that I don't like the concept of only people with arthritis got jungle fever. Is all I'm saying. That's an old person's term. That's like calling weed reefer. Let's let's explore. Let's explore. I think to me, it kind of just feels a bit colonial. You know what I mean? I mean that's because that's kind of what's happened in the past. Again, these things kind of come from the past. This is someone that's lesser than, and I can dominate. You know, I can have some sort of control over this person. I can exert some sort of superiority over this right. person. Right. Or they're, um, or they're superior said, to me person, if you've got a fetish for, or or not a fetish, but a, or whatever for white people. Or they, or they will look at me and say, oh my God, this guy has all these white things that I, you know, I was taught is better than me. Mm. You know, I'm going to have a baby with this person. There's just so many different weird things. Like I'm not as articulate if I, as I want to be, but there's no, no, so many no, you got weird it. things about it where it's just like, this is uncomfortable. Now, as I said before, if two people meet each other and they love each other, and that is no issue to me. But if a person has had a long line of dates, right, 
And majority of those dates come from a particular race and you from that particular race, you had a weird experience yourself where the person, you know, had a certain Oh, type. that shit was weird as hell. Like, that that was that was one because I'm usually because that's the other thing. I feel like I haven't experienced a ton of fetishizing because one, I think if I, I, I guess I'm not really like. I don't really have those things to offer. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're if you're coming to the market looking for for that experience, I really don't have I don't have the facilities for that. You know what I mean? Like I don't have I don't have all of those like maybe black guy things that a person who's fetishizing might 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 be looking for. So I feel like I get disqualified from that quickly. So I've only had like maybe one or two little experiences. Like yeah, maybe maybe two experiences and then a couple of slip-ups here and there of people saying something that was a little bit fucked up, but I haven't experienced like, Oh, okay. You have a, you have a problem, ma'am. This is, this, this not even about me. You've got some sort of weird thing. I had that happen once. I told you that story and that was a wild and terrifying fucking experience. Truthfully. It was weird, you know, and you, you just, I don't know. Well, you, I know, I know Alvin been. over here. He's never, have you, have you ever been with a, a white, white woman? <laughs> Alvin? Are you asking have I ever fucked a white woman or are you asking have I ever dated a white woman? Those are two different questions. Um, the first one, the first one. Because I, I don't, do you don't, you don't I, even I, date I, who, I, you don't I, even I, date your girlfriend, bro. I don't even know. <laughs> I, yeah, I fucked a white woman before. Ooh. What was that like? What do you mean? Why are you asking like you don't know this guy? Uh, well, I, I, I'm, I'm saying what was that like for him? Meaning... It, in in i mean I don't, I don't know how many it was and you don't have to say a number because that's not a respectful question that's not becoming of a gentleman but um I know. did you experience any of you do you say what whatever i say multiply by three but anyway okay. um <laughs> is that um well really it should be divided by three but all right um did you did, have you experienced any of that like what were what first of all, I'm, mean, try, I'm trying to lie to bring my number down because my, my body is a temple and I'm pure. But anyway, um, what religion is it that? Was, it was fine. I mean, it was are you religious? <laughs> You're not religious, are you? Do you have a religion? No, no I'm not. Are you? You, yeah, you might go have, have to get one. No, I, I identify as Christian. I was okay, raised okay, in okay. the Methodist. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Same. Okay. Well, what 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 were the, the white women who like you? What are they looking for? If you had to to do a statistical analysis on that. I mean, we never really had conversations concerning that type of shit. It was you can, it was, you, can, you got eyeballs. You can like, see you can see what's going on. Not really. It wasn't enough time for all that. It was it wasn't like oh, okay. it wasn't it was wham, bam. Thank you, Massa. Yeah, it it was like we. I mean, we're. I mean, I'm still cool with a couple of them, but um. Oh, that's another conversation. It's never. It's never. Yeah, but it's never like been a conversation where it, we even got to that level of deep and like i'm not they've all at least the ones that i've um, ran into or followed over the years they've all dated other black men that are nothing like me so i can't you know what i mean like it's not like mm. you know, that would so, indicate the, uh, an interest in blackness then right yeah hmm. as far as i know you might have been fetishized damn perhaps shit that's crazy okay well, I know we've all experienced that that particular racial trauma. Um, y'all ready to close out? I know Alvin probably has some shit that he wanted to say. He, I'm sure you had some fire points and bullet points, and I'm sure you got note cards in front of you that you've written down shit you were going to say, but you're not going to get to say it. So, uh, um, <laughs> all right. So, if uh, if you've noticed some bullshit in your love life, you know, racial disparity, fetishizing, whatever, you might be seeing some red flags. Um, but look, you might be the one who's, you know, fetishizing motherfuckers or who has some, um, what do you call it? Master's whore, uh, syndrome or whatever the fuck it is. And, uh, you might be the one raving the red flags. 
So uh, thanks, everybody. See you next time. It's a red flag.